welcome to the second episode of the Halloween Place podcast. I'm your host, Abigail Helene, and on this month's episode, we have a really exciting surprise for our listeners. Our crew was invited to meet with the Witches of Crone's Hollow, a cozy little shop right down on beautiful Main Street in Salt Lake City, Utah. Not only can you get a great cup of hot chocolate or chai latte in their open and friendly lounge, but Crone's Hollow offers various magic items and psychic readings to their regular patrons. Um, the things that I like about fall um, are the changes in the weather. Um, it is certainly a reprieve from the heat of summer. That's Tamara, worker of the Thirteen Sisters, a series of crystal balls she uses with a cauldron of fire to scry the symbols and omens in the spheres. Tamara is the hedge witch at Crone's Hollow, who invited us to chat with her and Rita, the crone of Crone's Hollow. Together we discussed all things fall, harvest, and magic. And it also changes our mindset as we go along. Um, you know, as you start bundling up and going inside and, and snuggling in your bed, then your mind turns inward and you're able to look at what you've accomplished for the year and the things that you might want to accomplish the next year. You know, as we move on into um, the winter time or the dark time, it's a time for us to uh, reflect inwardly and to see what it is that we need to change about ourselves. But fall isn't defined as a single moment in the year. In fact, as Rita puts it, there are actually three movements to the season. And, just an aside, we had a small problem with the audio here, so be patient with this next bit. In times past, of course, uh, people would look at the fall time to bring in their harvests and, and uh, have uh, basically three, three different kinds of harvests. One would be earlier in August, which would be the harvesting of cereals and grains and uh, uh, items of that barley, corn, wheat harvest. Uh, and generally is referred to as the grain harvest. Later in the year, at uh, in September, uh, around the time of Mabon, uh, we have the harvest of the fruits and the vegetables and berries in particular. And that's when a lot of wine is made and a lot of uh, wonderful, uh, rich fruits like blackberries and cherry, and not cherries so much, those are earlier in the year, but blackberries and uh, berries of all different kinds are harvested and uh, processed. And then further in the year, at the end of October, we have the final harvest, which uh, at least traditionally was that anything that was left in the fields after the 31st of October stayed in the fields, and it was given to the fairy folk. Obviously, we at the Halloween Place wanted to know more about one of our favorite aspects of autumn, Halloween. Um, fall is a time um, of Halloween, and another name for Halloween is Samhain. And uh, as part of the witchcraft community, we do rituals at that time. Um, we believe that the veil between the worlds is very thin, and that contact or communication with those that have passed your ancestors um, is much easier at that time. It's also a time of what is called the wild hunt. And the wild hunt is when the souls um, of those that are still wandering this realm are gathered up and taken to their final destination. So this particular season is all about working with the dead and working with ancestors um, during Samhain rituals. Let me add something. This is Rita. Let me add something about Samhain. Samhain is a, a Gaelic word, and it is spelled S-A-M-H-A-N. 
S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Samhain uh, looks as though it should be pronounced Samhain. That is an incorrect pronunciation, and it is uh, pronounced Samhain, and uh, deals with the dead again. Uh, in the rituals that are done uh, here at Crohn's Hollow that deal with the dead and are, are newly departed and dearly departed, uh, it's an opportunity in the ritual for them to find a, a passageway over for their continued progression and for themselves. It's not a coercive thing. It's certainly voluntary, but the opportunity is given and uh, we try to do a, assist in that passing over and uh, it's not something that's demonic or 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 uh, spooky particularly uh, it is very emotional and very very uh, uh, touching and 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 uh, sometimes difficult for people who have been left here uh, when a loved one has passed and so it helps to bring closure for the people that are still here on this side of the veil and also helps to give passage and uh, a way showing to those that have passed over but haven't quite made the transition that they need to make after their passing. Um, things that a person could do at home privacy, privately. One very beautiful uh, ritual is to take a tea candle and name it. Give it the name of your departed and find a running stream. Light the tea candle and let it go on the stream. And as it passes out of sight, realize that so too has your loved one passed out of sight. But their light still shines bright where they are, wherever they may be. And as that candle passes away, you bid it farewell. You say your farewells with it and carry on. Another uh, ritual, uh, one of the, the rites that I practice is when a person passes, when a person dies, um, forty day, they have 40 days is a, the transitional period between their death and the time that they should, have, should be transitioning across the veil. At the end of that 40 days period, quite often we hold a, a, a small ritual that we refer to as a dumb supper. It's not that it's stupid, it's that you are silent during the, during the supper. You prepare foods that your departed enjoyed, and you sit with um, that food in reverence. You prepare a plate for your departed uh, person, uh, putting on it the foods that, uh, would, that they would have eaten, and you eat from your own plate in silence, communing with that dead person, giving an opportunity for that silence, so, uh, providing a blank slate so that they can communicate back with you if they choose to do so, uh, if you can be open to that. And you eat your supper, you eat your dinner, you eat your food in silence. Maybe you'll have some music playing, but generally you don't speak during the dinner. And at the end of the dinner, you take the plate of food and you uh, can take it to a crossroads and leave it for the animals, or you can bury it, or do something of that nature. But it's uh, an, one other way in which to honor our departed. And you, generally, you count out about you count out forty days from the day of passing. Both Rita and Tamara told us a little bit more about why Samhain is such an important time, not only for them but also for the Hollow. Roy Mormon was a founding member of Crone's Hollow, who passed suddenly in two thousand ten. 
Today they believe Roy is the store's guardian and have dedicated a room to his memory. As they described, Roy's room is a place that provides the community with a gathering space large enough for major sabbat workings or even regional gatherings. We couldn't have had a more enjoyable time with the Witches of Crones Hollow. All throughout the interview, three beautiful Bengal cats decorated the room as they wandered casually, indifferent to our presence. We thanked both Rita and Samara for their time and hospitality, but before we left, we asked one last question about why exactly crossroads are such an important symbol to both autumn and American folklore. A, what a crossroads is. A crossroads is generally where two streets intersect, uh, two, two pathways intersect. You have, in other words, four directions that you can go in when you're standing at a crossroads. A crossroads is often referred to and is the place where decisions are made. You have the metaphoric crossroad where that you come to in your life, or you can literally go to a crossroads, stand at that crossroads to help you make decisions. It helps you to see in directions what's coming from behind, what's going out in the future, what's coming from the side on each, each direction. And you look at that in your life with regard to whatever the situation that you're dealing with may be. Uh, crossroads decisions are usually pretty impactful in your life. Uh, the reason that's the case is that crossroads were also a place where criminals were, were hung or were executed in the old days because a crossroad provided tracks and the spirits of the criminals were, um, they wanted them to be caught in those tracks so that they wouldn't come back and haunt the village. So crossroads has become a pretty important focal point for decision-making, life-changing events, things of that nature. Thanks again for listening to The Halloween Place, and we'd like to add a special thank you again to all the beautiful people at Crones Hollow. You can find out more about Crones Hollow at www.croneshollow.com. We'll be back next month with a new interview we can't wait to share with you. Until then, please subscribe to us on both SoundCloud and iTunes, and check us out on our website, Halloween.place.